Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, host, Stephanie Shar. I'm so excited I can't even talk. Welcome to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. I am here today with a very special guest. I'm so, so excited. My sibling, Liz Shar, aka the Light Siren. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. You're my first guest. Aren't you honored? Yeah, I'm super duper honored. Even though we live in the same house right now, it's like still a pleasure to come down to your underground lair. I know, you had to come so far. (laughs) Yeah, so thanks for making the commute. Um, But I am just, I'm just so excited to have you here today. Um, Not just because we're related, but also because, um, you know, I admire you so much. You are so smart, so brilliant, and I just can't wait for you to share with us today. Um, So I'm just going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do um and then we'll go from there so okay cool yeah hi everyone my name is liz my pronouns are they them theirs i am a queer clairsentient empath and musician and budding herbalist but i really truly identify as an explorer um i've done so many things Whew, so many things throughout the past decade. Um, I just turned 30, so I can say that now. My 20s were totally filled with various adventures and teachings. Um, I got a bachelor, bachelor's and a master's degree. I did an herbalism training out in Oregon. I worked on farms. I did trail work in Colorado. Um, I was a runway model for a while. I yeah, I've done so many things throughout my life that I it's hard for me to identify as like one thing specifically. But the biggest thing that kind of links everything together is my desire to connect with people and connect with the earth and um my kind of large emotional capacity and sensitivity that goes into all of the work I do. Um even as a sociolinguist when I would do research it, my favorite part about the research was not just looking at the science of language and various sounds, but getting to know my research participants and learning about their identities and how reality works. So I kind of have this overarching spirit, spiritual existential thing that goes into everything I do. And so that's kind of why I just like to say I'm an explorer, because I, I'm sure that there's more things that I'm going to do throughout my life. And I'm not even aware of what they are yet. But yeah, that's as much as I can sum it up. <laughs> okay, okay, great. So those of you that have been listening, um, you have probably seen us posting about the spring clean cleanse that we're doing. A lot of you have had a lot of questions about it. Um, you've been very interested in that. And so we are going to talk a little bit about that. Um, so Liz, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you are um what you can offer as far as not not like your actual offerings sales wise because we're gonna talk about that later and what you're actually putting out there but what can you offer as a person to these people who maybe are starting their health journey um maybe they've kind of been interested in this cleansing thing but they don't even know what it's about like what would be your initial um their initial steps to kind of start in that direction so what can you offer them that they can learn about Well, I would say, you know, like I said, everything that I do involves this kind of overarching exploration and this spiritual existential component. So anything that I offer, um, you know, whether it's music or, you know, a a cleanse or, you know, whatever, it's going to have 
a sort of holistic view. Um, so my focus is on treating your body right, heavy self-care, getting in touch with the earth, getting in touch with your, you know, the different parts of yourself. Um, yeah, for a more holistic, well-rounded view. So I guess in terms of what I'm offering right now, just like for free for everyone, um, I have a YouTube channel where I do monthly tarot readings and kind of like energy reports um, as, as far as the full moon and new moons go. I offer a monthly reading for each collective sign, so it's it's very astrology heavy. Um, and I also, on my Instagram, you know, I post a lot of informative things on holistic health and psychology and herbalism and, you know, all that. And, you know, we started doing this uh, spring clean cleanse together, which, you know, it is kind of a cleanse, but it's more of like a jump start to get into a holistic lifestyle that involves both, you know, a healthy diet that is, you know, anti-inflammatory and immune system boosting and all that, but also a lot of self-care habits and supporting herbs for this well-rounded um, lifestyle, yeah, that really supports your body and your mind and your spirit. So that's really, you know, it's a good way to put it. Everything I do involves body, mind, and spirit. It's not just one or the other and so that's what I can offer folks is that kind of um, a much wider perspective, a much more open perspective on what health is. Awesome. So just it's it's almost like health as a whole, you know, just it, it holistic. Encompasses... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So it's not just about, you know, what you eat. It's about what you do, what you, what you, what you drink, what you think about your mindset, all of those yeah, things, even, right? Even what you believe, you know, the words you use, you know, language largely shapes our reality. So, you know, it, you can't feel good and healthy if you're feeding yourself a bunch of <clears throat> negative lies and negative self-talk. So yeah, it, everything is involved in this lifestyle. That's awesome. So it's more of a lifestyle change. And that's what I wrote about on my Instagram the other day was that, you know, people are asking about this cleanse. I know we call it a spring clean cleanse, but it's not just for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. It's something that I want to implement for the rest of my life. And things may change. We may add some things later or whatever, but it's it's a total lifestyle change. And I know for me, I was finding that I was this you know, people saw me as this really inspiring person, this really confident person, which I was, but I wasn't really taking care of myself. And I was telling other people to take care of themselves and not really practicing what I preached. I was being kind of a hypocrite and it, you know, and it really just kind of ended up being really unhealthy for me. And I ended up having a a massive breakdown in my shower one day a few months ago and you were the only person I texted. I didn't even know if you were going to get the text, but I was like, I remember that. I think I was in like an Aldi or no, I was in a grocery outlet out in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want my boyfriend at the Mm -hmm. time to know. I didn't want my parents to know or, or even my friends because everyone looked up to me so much and I didn't want to let anyone down. I didn't want anyone to think that I was a failure or that I was a a fraud or any of those things. And so what was it for you? I mean, I know you've been interested in these things for a long time, but was there a moment, like, was there something that happened where you were like, holy crap, like I need to 
fix this and I need to I need to have a massive lifestyle shift. Was there a point like that? Or what what kind of made you decide to to do this, to get into this? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um for me, I feel like it's been multiple moments. And if I describe it in, you know, tarot terms, I've had a series of tower moments where it felt like everything fell apart and I I feel like that's largely who I am in this lifetime is someone who not only makes it through these tower moments, but also understands it's happening while it's happening and has a more um, broad perspective of it. So, I mean, I think it started as a kid. I was very inquisitive. I was very existential. I was always searching for an understanding about everything in my world and in reality. And, you know, I've, I've suffered from depression since I was 10 years old. Um, I was on various medications throughout high school and into college. Um, And the two biggest turning points, actually, they're probably more like three major turning points in my 20s. The first was when I was hospitalized and I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And um, that was when I was 20. And after that, I was on probably like six different medications. Two of them were like an everyday thing, and then the other three were kind of as needed. But I mean, these were heavy meds, and they really changed my reality in various ways. And although they helped me get through college, and they helped me um, get through life at that time, um, when, you know, there came a moment when I was living in D.C. during grad school, I was probably 26 or 27, um, but I needed to get my antidepressants refilled, and my insurance decided they weren't going to cover it anymore and I couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> and I'm not going to go on a healthcare for all rant right now, but that would have really helped me at the time. Um, <laughs> I, I promised I wouldn't we be said- political. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I'm 26 or 27, need my antidepressants. Uh, my, my health insurance won't cover it anymore. So I was basically forced to adapt without medication for the first time in six years. And I wow. was absolutely terrified. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I for sure thought I was going to kill myself. And, you know, I had been practicing meditation and yoga for years, but I always had that crutch of medication. And I'm not saying anyone should ever just cold turkey go on me- off medication. In mm-hmm. fact, that is the worst thing you can do. Whenever you're getting off pharmaceutical medication, you need to have your physician there with you to help you make an adjustment if you want to get off them, Okay. So I'm not saying yeah, no judgment, no judgment, no judgment about meds. It helped me survive. Like I definitely would not be here today if it wasn't for my psychiatrist and for my therapist and my, you know, pharmaceutical medications. But anyway, so I was forced to adapt and I was working at mom's organic market in Maryland at the time. Um, I was going to school at Georgetown in DC. Um, but I lived and worked in Maryland and there was a woman who would come in. She was a regular customer and I knew she was bipolar and we talked about her issues a lot together and we really, um, you know, we really got along well. She's a, she was older, probably in her fifties. So she had tried a lot of different remedies and different things and she was very knowledgeable even for just being a regular customer. So she told me to try ashwagandha for bipolar disorder. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting because you know, I've heard of using ashwagandha. It's an adaptogen and an anxiolytic. If any of you know what that plant is, um, it's really good for anxiety. But what she showed me is that it's also good for depression. And what I learned from there when I kind of got deeper into it 
is that this adaptogen, this plant, it adapted to what I needed and it became a mood stabilizer. So if I would get too manic, it would bring me down. And if I got too depressed, it would let me lift me up. And through this experience with this plant with ashwagandha, I, it, it totally changed my life. And, you know, we grew up with a mom who we did have some remedies at home that were, you know, herbalist like, like I remember mom giving us, um, or at least me, papaya uh, enzymes when I had a stomach ache. Um, I remember Bapja, our grandmother, she would um, cook valerian root on the stove and make valerian root tea. And um, so there was herbalism in our home and I kind of forgot about that. So through this experience, I got back in touch with those plants and it really made me want to know more. And so when I graduated grad school, I took off, I booked it out west and I ended up doing trail work. And so that experience of reconnecting with plants and reconnecting with nature, it really just triggered this desire in me to know more about how we not... So what I learned in grad school is that we co-create reality with each other as humans, but by getting in touch with plants on a deeper level, I wanted to know more about how we co-create reality with plants and with nature and how we're all involved in this together. And how does the, the same constituent in a plant that helps a plant survive, how does that allow us to survive? Mm-hmm. You know, they're called mm-hmm. adaptogens because they, they allow you to adapt to stressful environments. That's exactly what they do in the plant. So it's this greater relationship of humans and plants. Um, and, and that just that existential question of like, how is this plant helping me and getting deeper into that? I mean, that saved my life. So that was a long, you know, winding answer of like, you know, it wasn't just one moment in my life. It's kind of been my entire life has led me up to this point. Um, and all of the skills and knowledge I've gained along the way. I mean, even my sociolinguistics degree has greatly helped me in understanding how we shape reality with words. And growing up with a mother who's a therapist, you know, I was always interested in psychology. I took psychology classes in high school and in college. And, you know, every single thing I've done has led up to this point where I now want to be an advocate for self-awareness, self-healing, self-care, mind-body-spirit connection. Um, And I just want everyone to know that they can be healthy, they can be happy, and, you know, but also being sad is okay. Just living a life that is authentic and true to yourself is really important to me, so. That's so awesome. So let's say someone is um, brand new to all this and let's say, you know, they've never really tried to have a healthy lifestyle that's never really been their focus. And now they're like, you know, I want to I want to get started. What where's the first place they should start? Like, is there, you know, is there a certain diet that they should be on? Is there a certain book they should read? Is there something like what would be like their first step or their first couple steps into going down the right path? That's a really good question because actually there's no straight answer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Not, there's no single diet that's good for everyone. There's no single, you know, plant or medication that's good for everyone. You know, it's like anything else. You need to talk to someone who knows what they're doing. Talk about you, yourself, your needs, your background. I mean, this even goes to genetics, right? Like people who are from Africa, Africa or India tend to have less of a tolerance for dairy, for example. So based on your genetics, you may be, you know, you may react well to some plants over others or certain meats over others. So, you know, my first kind of word of guidance would be try an elimination diet. 
an elimination diet, you know, and this is if you're experiencing discomfort. If you feel, if you're healthy, if you're feeling good, you know, there may not be many adjustments you need, but if you're having severe digestion issues, like if you're having gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, anything like that, or if you feel like you're not like fully digesting um, your food and you're not absorbing the nutrients, whatever the imbalance is, um, try an elimination diet, cut out the common allergens, soy, wheat, dairy, am I missing one? Grains in general. Gluten is a big one. Um, and that's really what our spring clean cleanse is. It's basically an elimination diet um, with supporting herbs. So that that's a good place to start to understand how your body reacts to certain things. Because basically if you cut out all those allergens for four months and then you add one of those in per week after that. So like after four weeks of eliminating, then you do a week where you add in dairy and see how your body reacts and just really sit with it and you can, I mean, you'll know right away if you're like allergic to it, but there also might be more subtle signs and symptoms. Um, so you can really get in touch with your body and this also builds your self-awareness. So then when you're starting to eat regularly after this kind of elimination diet, you can eat more intuitively and know what your body needs. So that's like one good place to start. But also, you know, this is a big thing in herbalism is harm reduction. So if you're on like an all fast food diet, I would say the first thing to do is stop eating fast food and make those same foods at home. You know, like if mm -hmm. you're eating a burger and fries, you know, like one once or twice a day, you can do that at home and see how that affects you differently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's a good place to start. And then you can start cutting out sugar, which is one of the major, cul major culprits in most diseases that we find today. Um, so yeah, you know, just harm reduction. What are the really small changes you can make? Can you have a cup of coffee less to give your adrenals a break? Can you cut back on added sugar and just use honey and maple syrup? Can you cut back on wheat and just do gluten-free grains for a bit? There's a lot of really subtle things you can do if you can't just right off the jump go into a, you know, a strict elimination diet. Yeah. Thank you, that's super helpful. We have gotten some questions um, recently from our followers, and one of them was, um, going back to really what you just talked about, so this is a good lead-in, um, people have asked, why no red meat, or why why are we having some meats and not others, and, and things like that. Um, can you Can you go into that just a little bit, and what the reason is for that? Absolutely. So, um... I'm not going to make this too political, but the, <laughs> the, the factory farming industry, the meat industry is, uh, for lack of a better term, horrifying. Um, and when you're making a shift into a holistic lifestyle, you need to, you not only need to be aware of the subtle energies of everything you're putting in and around your body, but you will become affected by it once you are aware of your emotional and energetic body. So if you're eating meat or eggs or anything that was sourced in a very unethical way, um, you are absorbing that energy. And it's not only that, but the quality of the food is less than, okay? So a big part of this for me is it's much easier and cheaper to get ethically raised poultry, fish, and also getting, it's pretty easy and cheap to get cage-free eggs and it's pretty accessible to get pasture-raised um, eggs as well, which is like the best quality. Anything pasture-raised, um, where it's complete open air, 
you know, chickens are supposed to be eating bugs and things like that. So that if they have open range to eat their real diet, you know, that's rich in bugs and proteins and not just corn and soy, then the quality of the eggs is going to be greater. There's going to be better fats in the eggs. There's going to be more nutrients. It's the same thing for any meat. Um, you know, grass-fed beef is certainly not the worst thing you can eat, but also when it comes to mammals, for me, again, it's like an energetic thing. Mammals, we are mammals, you know, we're very mm -hmm. close to pigs, for example. Our muscle structures are very similar to pigs. So I would not eat a pig, just like I wouldn't eat my dog. And if you would eat your dog, then go ahead and eat a pig. You know, I'm not going to... I'm not... Yeah, ju like, no judging. They do, if I that's think. part of your culture, yeah. there's no judgments. Because that's another mm -hmm. thing. In the cultures that I personally come from genetically, red meat isn't the biggest thing that they ate. You know, there was more fish. There was more chicken. Um, more nuts. More berries. Things like that. Um, more gluten-free grains. Amaranth. Barley. Stuff like that. So... Um, for me, it's both an ethical issue, but it's also a health issue because a lot of times when we eat red meat and stuff like that, it's not the best quality. And the worst thing you can do is try to add something into your holistic lifestyle that, you know, grew up on like a fully corn and soy diet and they lived in cages. And, you know, basically it's like transferring that, that energy of like the torture and the pain and the suffering they go through and you're eating that like I don't see how that fits into a holistic lifestyle you know mm -hmm. what I mean does that yeah. make sense no exactly yeah and I know we've talked about that too with even like and and you know this is a different topic but just similarly you know looking at the products that we're using and so you know I've been investing in more essential oils and you know um uh, chemical-free cleaning products and, you know, things like that. And just starting to transition a little bit, you know, I think it's hard to just completely overnight change everything Absolutely. over. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, there's certain things that are better than others and you're not going to be perfect. But once you start making those changes in one area, it is hard to justify not making those changes in another area. I mean, it, even for me, and I love caffeine, I know we've talked about the adrenal thing, right. and you know, right. and I haven't given up coffee completely, but I'm starting to transition into drinking more tea. I'm drinking tea right now, and you know, things like that. And so it, it is, it just feels better to be consistent in, in your body and your energy. Like, yeah, it, it all fits together. So that completely right. makes sense. Right, and another big thing, so there's the, 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 the obvious issue of the factory farming industry being unethical. Um, there's the second issue of it being um, kind of like a negative influence on your energetic field. Um, the third thing, obviously, it is a, a health risk. There have been so many studies that show that um, diets, you know, like the standard American diet that's high in red meats and dairy, saturated fats, such as, you know, things like that, that is not the best diet for anyone, really. It's, it's not very healthy. We should be plant-focused in how we eat. But if you want to have red meat, like I said, try grass-fed. But the biggest issue that I forgot to mention initially is the environmental impact of factory farming, specifically growing corn and soy crops in order to feed factory cattle. Mm. That is huge. The mm -hmm. amount of water, you know, uh, emissions, pollution that comes from these uh, factories is huge. 
but also we have the cutting down of rainforests just to farm corn and soy for these animals that we're torturing and slaughtering. That whole process is a huge issue. And I think it would be a huge relief on the earth if we stopped this process of cutting down rainforests, of cutting down valuable oxygen, valuable land. Most of the time, also this interferes with indigenous land and indigenous populations who use these lands. You know, that that is a huge relief for the whole world if we were to cut back on factory farming, factory meats, especially the cattle industry. Yeah. Very good information. Wow, that's powerful. I'm learning a lot just right now, too. <laughs> I love it. So another question that we've gotten, and we kind of already covered this, but this cleanse that we're doing, it, it's not for everyone, right? Correct. It's not, it's right. not going to be, be good for everyone, but I know that you're going to be... Um, I mean, they're able to contact you, right, for their own personalized plans. Is Absolutely. that something you're working on? Yeah, so... Uh, I am working on um, a method of doing consultations. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably be through Skype or something like that. But basically, I'll be offering one-on-one sessions, um, basically a, you know, a wellness consultation where we can talk about any issues you're having, mind, body, or spirit related. And if you want to do some sort of cleanse or, um, you know, elimination diet to kind of figure out where your digestion issues are coming from, if that's something you're suffering from... Um, then yeah, we can meet and talk about your specific needs because the cleanse, the, the PDF that I posted, it's in the, it's in the, um, my bio on Instagram, but that specific format of this cleanse is very general and it's for people who, you know, don't have any specific allergies, don't have any specific needs, you know, maybe you're anemic and your focus needs to be more on iron or perhaps you, um, you can't digest certain types of vegetables, so you need to figure out how to get more vegetables into your diet. You know, that if you're someone like that, you need to contact me, and we can figure out a better plan for you, something that's more specific, more focused. And also, we can do an herb consultation, um, something that I do that is very unique, and I don't, I don't think that, you know, many herbalists do this, or most herbalists don't do this, but I actually communicate with plant spirits, um, it's part of my, you know, gifts as a clairsentient empath is that I'm able to connect with the plants and they communicate to me if they're good for your body or not. So what a consultation would look like would be, we would go through, you know, a series of questions. <laughs> we got a little kid running around upstairs. My, my son is, <laughs> if you can hear a boom, that's my son. It's not an elephant. <laughs> Yeah, so what a consultation would look like is, you know, like it would with any other, you know, kind of more medical consultation, we would talk about, you know, any medications you're on, any dietary restrictions you have, you know, what's your sleep like, what's your digestion like, do you have any digestive issues, Um, you know, just kind of going down the list. And then I would talk about what are your most immediate needs, like what can we focus on first? Um, And from there, you know, I would kind of talk to you about the different herbs that are available. And then I would do this kind of meditation where I call on the plant spirits um, to figure out which specific herbs out of the ones I'm suggesting are just for you. So it becomes very specialized, very personalized when I do this. Because, for example, with anxiety, there's, you know, so many different herbs I could recommend for anxiety, but... 
they're not all going to be good for one person. So what I do is I figure out exactly which herb and how much of that herb is going to be good for you and assist you in this process of, you know, bettering um, and improving your mind-body-spirit connection. So yeah, definitely hit me up. Um, you can DM me at the light siren on Instagram to set up a consultation or just to ask like simple questions. Um, like I said, there's a link in my bio with the PDF of the, the general cleanse if you don't have any specific uh, dietary restrictions or concerns. And then also you can email me. Um, my email address is thelightsiren333 at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, it was so amazing having you on the podcast today, Liz. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm a little distracted by my son running around, but hashtag mom life. <laughs> um, so is, was there anything else that you wanted to, to say? Any other words of wisdom, a piece of advice, a final, a final, a final, you know, tidbit? Yeah, I guess the only thing I want to say is, you know, we all know what's going on right now with COVID-19 coronavirus. Didn't um, <laughs> And I just want to say, you know, we are quarantined right now, which is a good thing. It's a preventative measure. Well, not, we're not quarantined. We're self-isolating. Self-distancing. I read, well, I read the, um, the definitions. If you say you're quarantined, people think you're sick. So we're not okay. sick. Okay, thank you yeah, for checking yeah. in on that. Yeah, we're yeah. not sick. We're very healthy, actually. Just to we be are... technical. <laughs> I don't have much Capricorn in my chart, but I just, like, pulled that out. <laughs> yeah, that's my job. No. <laughs> well, actually. Well, actually. Yeah, so we are we are distancing. We're hanging out at home. Um, and I hope that y'all are doing that, too, because it is a, a very good preventative measure. But I just want to spread the word that right now is when we should be really focusing on self-care and really focusing on love and uniting as people and with the earth, spend time with earth, get your hands in the soil, you know, do whatever self-care practices will really ground you at this time because there's a lot of fear out there and there's a lot of people and, you know, the media promoting fear. But I just want to say that um, the fear is something that exists that you do not have to attach to. There is fear, but it does not have to be your fear. So just focus on the love that surrounds you, the love that is within you, the love that has created you. And yeah, that's that's my word of wisdom. Oh, that's and my... we have our event coming up. Oh, yeah. Thank you. What, what you said was so <laughs> meditative. What you said was so meditative. I was, I thought maybe, oh, maybe you should do meditation. Oh yeah, that, that is what we're going to be doing. So we, I don't even have my planner around. Wait, I think it's um, under here. I just cleaned my room, so I stuck it in here. So yeah, so Liz and I are going to be doing a masking and meditation event. I don't know if we're going to call it that. I don't know. Maybe we'll come up with a different name, but, um, but we're going to be doing an online event. It's completely virtual. You know, we're not going to be touching your skin or touching your butt, nothing like that. Um, so, <laughs> so um, we will be doing that next week. When did I, when did I say we were doing that? 
I don't oh, know. I don't remember. I can't find it. Well, I, you I know what? I always trust you to do the scheduling stuff. Yeah, well, so, okay, so we will, we will, we'll post about it, okay? We're going to post about it, um, you know, as soon as we publish this podcast. We're going to be doing an event. It's completely virtual, um, limited spots available, so jump on it as soon as possible. Basically, I'm going to be walking you guys through some skincare. Liz is going to walk you through a meditation, and so you're going to get some goodies in the mail. It's going to be super fun. No contact delivery. Um, I'm going to pop those in the mail for you. You're going to get some samples so that you can actually do a mask with us. And while that mask is setting, you're going to do a meditation with Liz. So it's going to be super fun. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's going to be really awesome. Yeah. So look out for that. Details coming soon. I think it's next week or two weeks. Wait, isn't it in two weeks? Hold I on. Think two, I think you wanted two weeks so you can have Did time to mail Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you need time to mail it out. Yeah, it's in it's in two weeks, people. Beginning of April. Yep. April 1st. April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. You'll be hanging out with us. Okay, Wednesday, April 1st. Look out for the details. Oh, and I think I also forgot to mention that I do... I, <laughs> we're so scattered over here today. But yeah, I also do personal tarot readings. I don't know if I mentioned that. So I do the YouTube readings monthly for free, which you can go to my YouTube channel. It's The Light Siren. <laughs> um, but I also do personal Skype readings, $50 a half hour, um, and then we can go from there if you need more time. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's okay. And anything else that we forgot, we will post it on Instagram. Yeah. So we will see you there. I'm Stephanie Shar at Own Your Bold. And I'm Liz Shar at The Light Siren. Booyah. Peace out. <laughs>